Hi, my name's Mason. My name's Finn. And this is Let's, Let's Talk, Talk Football. <laughs> yes, Let's Talk Football is the show where we talk about football's hottest topics. Now, we're sorry for this episode being a little late. I was on holiday and Finn was busy. Um, but this week's podcast is about uh, team, like our review of the season and what are some of the players that have exceeded expectations, teams exceeded expectations, and anybody who we can rate, we will rate. So, um, Finn, why don't you start off with your player of the season? Well, my player of the season, honestly, it has to be I'm fanboying so hard right here. Kevin De Bruyne, he has been absolutely unbelievable this season. Um, like he's just put in so many good crosses, so many like great things, so much skill has he's put into this season, and I just can't believe he's done so well off of what he's had to go through with Chelsea, all through Germany, all that, all, like, and he's just really. Like, done really well at City, and now he wants to end his career at City. I am really, really happy. So, it's just, yeah, play for him. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to Yeah, the statistics for the season is he's had, he's played, um, right, he's got an 82% pass accuracy this season. He's played 35 games, he's got 20 assists, 13 goals, and an 88 touches per match. That is quite impressive, and I'm going to have to be with you on that, Finn, because my player of the season is also Kevin De Bruyne. He Mm. is, like, to me, he is the best player in the world. He is. And apart from Robert Lewandowski, maybe Messi and Ronaldo, he, he is above most. And... He he plays in such a good league, and he's um he's definitely seen a lot go by, and now he's reaching his peak. But I think we'll see more of him to come in future seasons. Yeah, definitely. And this just shows you how good at passing he is. This season, he has made one thousand nine hundred and seven complete passes. That is very good. Anyway. On to our rising star of the season. Um, mine, personally, was Mason Greenwood. Now, I would have gone for Mount here if Mason Greenwood had played. He's like my second. But Mason Greenwood, what can you... He's been banging goals. He's He was the only teenager nominated for uh, uh, Young Star of the season. And he's just so good, and I don't understand... Like he is going to be brilliant in the upcoming upcoming years. I think he he is like almost the embodiment of Eric Cantona, and that that's what I love about him. He can do, he can hit it with that right foot, he can hit it with that left foot, he can header it, he can do all of that, and he's still got a lot more to come for him. So that's why he is my rising star of the season. Then what about yours? Well, I mean, I've had a tough decision with this. I mean, for me, it's been between Phil Foden. Like, there have been so many youngsters. Phil Foden, Mason Greenwood, Mason Mount, like, Billy Gilmore. There are, like, so many great talents. Ismail Assar, so many great talents this season. 
Also, we can go over to like La Liga or something in Syria, all those type of leagues. But I'm going to stick with the Premier League for this one. I'm going to go with Phil Foden, actually, as the biggest shining youngster this season. Because he's like 20 years old. And to be honest, he's had an he's had an all right season. Um, obviously, not the best of what we should probably be seeing out of him. But what Pep's done with him is he's like kept him on the bench until he says I need playing time. Then he plays him, and then that fuel for wanting to prove that he can be in the starting eleven just makes him play so much better than if he was playing like Ilkay. Like, Ilkay Gundogan, Rodri, David Silva, week in, week out. He's not playing that often, but that means he can impress more when he comes onto the pitch. Obviously, he's had... So, his um, total, like, statistics are two assists, five goals, 69 touches per match. Uh, like, that's rough. 88% pass accuracy. So, let me just check quickly. That is even better than Kevin De Bruyne. Even better. So, that is very well done from him. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, he's just... He's really been the shining star at City. Obviously, five goals, two assists, not really that much. But when he's been on the pitch... It doesn't matter about his assists or goals. It matters about the play in between, the passes he's created, the through balls to Gabriel Jesus, Raheem Sterling, Riyad Mahrez, Kevin De Bruyne, Sergio Aguero. All those kind of passes that have led to goals or led to like something bigger. And that's what that's why I really think he is like the youngster of the season. Hmm. Definitely. Now moving on to the most consistent of the season. So that's a player who's put in week in, week out performances. Finn, who is that for you? For me, I've honestly I, I, I am sticking very truly with the Man City theme here. I I promise you I will I will change it up at some point. Again, it was a tough decision for me. It was either between Killian and Mbappe, because obviously he's been like week in, week out, solid up at that striker position, banging goals, getting assists. Honestly, amazing. Mm. But I think Edison, he's he's won the Golden Glove. He's done very well all this season. So, and his top stats are saves made in a match, at least two per game. Um, saves from a penalty, zero. But there haven't been that many penalties. So, there haven't been really any penalties against him that much. There haven't been that many penalties. So, I think that's very well done. 16 clean sheets. 16 clean sheets. That's what won him the Golden Glove. And I think he's just been consistent all the time, week in, week out, making saves, saving Manchester City from sometimes a loss. Sometimes they still lose. But they could be they could have been smashed like three one, four one, three nil. But then because he's made those saves, it's only been like a one nil loss or a two one loss. So and sometimes he's saved us from getting a draw or he's helped us win. So not by goals or by assists. 
for just being there and stopping the ball from reaching, like, sometimes his box, sometimes the goal. He's, honestly, he's been, like, unstoppable in net this season. Obviously, you had Alisson kind of at the start of the season, doing very well, stopping everything. Um, obviously, Liverpool were unbeaten. They were hoping for that invincible season, but then Watford stopped that with a 3-0 win. So, And that's where Alisson's form really soft dropped. Obviously, they had the injury to Alisson, so they had to play Adrian. They got knocked out the Champions League, so then their, his season hasn't really been that much. But when you're looking from a goalkeeper perspective, he has just shone. Yeah, definitely. He's made 68 saves this season, so and shots inside the box 50. So, that is very well done. Definitely. Anyway, uh, my most consistent player of the season, it has to go to, for me, it's Jordan Henderson. There was a lot of controversy around him and the um, winning the player of the season, but in my opinion, he is undoubtedly, as soon as he had got an injury or wasn't played, Liverpool started losing and losing more. And then as soon as he came back, they won and won and won again. And that's why, for me, he's just so good. He's He obviously won the Champions League, now won the Premier League, and is the captain. And I think what really wins him over me is he's the captain, and he can put in such good performances under so much pressure. Yeah. Definitely. And when you think about it, Jordan Henderson, if he didn't sign for Liverpool back in, what was it, like 2014 or something... He would still be a Sunderland player fighting for promotion in League One. So when you think about how his career could have gone if Liverpool never made the offer or he or Sunderland declined, then his career would have gone a completely different path. No one would have ever heard of him except some Sunderland fans. So, like, fair play to him. But I still think Eddie's shone out so much with the saves. But that's just from me being a goalkeeper and a City fan. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, moving on to the flop of the season. The player who just hasn't put in the best performances. Finn, who is this for you? Okay, my flop of the season really has been Andreas Pereira. Because when he started off the season, we all, I thought he was actually going to like do something, be kind, be at least decent, not what he has been. Like one goal out of twenty-five games, three assists out of twenty-five games, touches per match sixty-four. Mm. Like, 78% pass accuracy. That's still pretty good, but comparing to what I thought he would be doing and should be doing, it's not what any of us have thought. So, it's just... And he's only won 33% of his duels out... Duels, like, one. He's only won 33% out of 212. So... It's not good enough, is it, for a player of his standards playing at Man United, one of the biggest clubs. You just can't have that. I know. 
Yeah, anyway. He's just, he's, he's really what though. He's not, he's not done what we all thought he would be doing, you know? It's just, he's so baffling for me to think he is going, like, I thought he's actually going to make a mark and not just sit on the bench and score one goal this season. So, that's my thoughts. What's yeah. your flop of the season, then? My flop of the season is Keparisa Gablaga. I am a Chelsea fan. I'm, I'm putting that out there. But, oh, my word. For £93 million with add-ons, you might as well play... a. a you might as well put a McDonald's takeaway in the b- middle between the sticks and he would still do a better job. He, he is completely, he's got the worst save ratio of inside the box this season. Worse than players like Nick Pope, who in turn is very good. Worse than Pickford. It's, it's just not good enough for me. And, mm. and he's the most expensive goalie, most expensive Spaniard. And it, it just doesn't work. I think... Chelsea have been. He, he he was coming from a low club that didn't do anything, and he wasn't known. And then this and this happens, and all of a sudden he he becomes the biggest flop of the season for me. Mhm. Anyway, well, moving on to the most underrated. Oh no, sorry, the most the manager of the season. There we go. The yep. manager of the season, Finn. I who is that? Can, I think we can both agree that it is Jose Mourinho. No, I'm joking. It's Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean Frank it's... Lampard. He got Frank Lampard. I will say he has done an amazing job. Better than Conte. Better than Mourinho. Better than Sorry. Well, not better than Mourinho in his Chelsea days, but better than Mourinho now. He's really done well at Chelsea. He's made some key signings. Obviously, people were frowning upon it when he did sign people from his derby days. Uh, like Mason Mount, like all those people. But they've really shone under him because they know him. They, he's gotten to know them before. And because he has those links with them, they've just performed really well under him. And they've got Champions League. Obviously, they went out in the round of 16 of the Champions League. But think about it, it's Chelsea. He's not really going to do much. But Jurgen Klopp, I'm sorry. What did they have in their pre-season breakfasts? Like, he has just been absolutely unstoppable with, with this Liverpool team. Like, they won the league with eight games to spare. It's now, that, crazy. That is something. Obviously, back in the 17-18 season, City were absolutely boxing it. Well, I think they won it with, like, nine or ten games to spare. So, that is very, very well done. Obviously, they went from a goalkeeper with wrists made of chocolate to the world's best goalkeeper. Definitely. So, and they've got the world's best right back, the world's best, one of the world's best front three. Um, their central midfield is really solid. 
super solid. They've got Van Dijk in the centre. I think next season they should really focus on, because um, obviously Dejan Lovren has just left the club, gone off to Zenit in uh, the Russian league. So they really need to kind of upgrade that centre-back position, because obviously playing Joel Matic, Joe Gomez, I don't think they're really going to last long in that Liverpool team. As it continues to grow, how it continues to like get better and better and better to a point where it could easily go invincible. Definitely, and of course, he he he's come from a very low squad, and he's put it at the top of the table, winning the Champions League, the Premier League. It's it's too. He's being too good for me. And if we think when mm-hmm. he was in Borussia Dortmund, he didn't win many titles. He won a few DFB Cups. But ultimately, I think he wins Manager's season for me. And I think what he's better is doing is just his, his attitude towards the game. He laughs, he crumbs it, he puts his heart on the line for it. And yeah. I see him as one of the best managers we will remember for generations. Anyway, moving on from that, the underrated player of the season. The player yeah. who didn't receive enough love. Finn, who is that for you? Well, I think the player that stood out but he didn't get much love is Billy Gilmore. He's put in two man of the match performances. Absolutely tearing Fabinho to shreds in the FA Cup. And he hasn't got much praise for it. He's had a, oh, well done, kid. But think about it. He's only, like, how old is he? He's like 17, 18, maybe even 19. He's around that age where he should be playing. I think he should really be playing week in, week out. Get rid of, like, Kovacic or someone like that. And then start playing Billy Gilmore because he's only going to get better, better, better until he could easily be the best centre mid in the league. Definitely. So, so if the, he doesn't get the praise or the game time he deserves, he could easily force his way out of Chelsea to move to League and Syria, somewhere like that, or just a small championship team that will play him. Or maybe just a small Premier League team like Burnley, like Leeds, just I don't know. But he's really not had his like praise of what he's done. Definitely. And for me, it's Bakio Saka. When have you heard somebody talk about Saka with as much love as he should have deserved? For he is, in my opinion, one of the best upcoming left backs. He is t- he is fast, he can play at this he can play down the wing and up the wing. He can get back, he can make tackles and I, I, he wasn't even on the Premier League youngster of the season when he's had a banging season in the Europa League, even though they got knocked out in the Premier League and all of his cut. He's just made such a good impact. But when people talk about Kieran Tierney, he's not had the best of seasons. But when we look at Saka, he's getting played less than Tierney. And I, I can't just deal with that. We need to get um, Saka back in, back into this Arsenal squad, which ultimately has won the FA Cup and a lot, a lot of other things that he could see in his future, which makes him the most underrated player of the season. I think we should just 
start a hashtag of hashtag play Gilmore and Saka. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on to the underrated manager of the season, the manager that you thought was not didn't get enough love for what he should have. Drum roll, please, for Cole's manager. It is. It is. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Sean Dyche. That's it. Burnley's manager, Sean Dyche. Now, when you look at Sean Dyche, you see something average. Do you? Uh, what I see is a man who has taken this Burnley team from almost getting relegated to actually challenging for things, and he's done so well. He's formed some of the best upcoming players like Ben Mee and all of those, oh, and he's ma- managing this Burnley team with pride and precision, and they've beaten a couple good teams, but if he could improve more, I think he should be getting a higher-tier manager job. Yeah. Well, my my like underrated manager of the season. It was a manager that actually got relegated. Now, when you think, oh, it's someone that got relegated, he does deserve the level he got. No, what he's done to this team, to this Bournemouth team, it's Eddie Howe. What he's done, he's taken them from the depths of relegation battles up to. Once challenging for maybe a Europa League playoff spot, sitting ninth in the Premier League, and you may think that's not really that good because that's where Arsenal sat, like ninth, tenth, that way. No, I'm sorry, but he's staying in. He's kept that Bournemouth team up in the Premier League for a long time now, and we all knew that at one point he it would be going down. The Bournemouth that Bournemouth team was at its peak. Like two, three, four seasons ago, it was at its peak, and we all loved to watch that team play. But now, through recent seasons, it's just gone down, 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 and now it's been rele- and now Bournemouth have been relegated. But Eddie Howe, he's not had the praise he deserves. He's he's an actual hero for Bournemouth, and just because he has won forty season. Obviously, he has left the club uh, off of mutual consent. But if he stayed there, give him like another probably two seasons, he could easily get that Bournemouth team back up to the Premier League. So, yeah, I think he's really been underrated this season. He hasn't had the best of season with his signings. His signings haven't been that good. Dominic Solanke not scoring that many goals. And I think... He's really, and now he's, and now they've lost Ake to Manchester City. I think they're really going to struggle to uh, get out of the championship. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, moving on. What is our rating of the season as a whole? So this is the Premier League season out of ten. Uh, Finn, would you like to start? I will give this Premier League season an eight out of ten. Now, this season has been phenomenal. It's been absolutely fantastic. It's been tight at times, obviously around that like Europa League, Champions League spot around the end of the season between Leicester, like between Leicester, Chelsea, Man United, even Sheffield United and Wolves, they've been challenging for it. And it's been really, really like top class work from them. 
But in the end, only three teams can get those three Europe spots. One for the Europa League, two for the Champions League. Now, at the kind of the top of the table, Liverpool have absolutely crushed the league, dominated it. It's not been the tight, fun title race that we saw last season. That's why I'm kind of downgrading it. Obviously, I am saying well done to the Liverpool players for keeping that lead so far through the season and not bottling it at the last minute, which they nearly kind of did. If City didn't lose to Chelsea, we might have been able to actually like push on and maybe pull back the title. But, you know, in the end, they deserve to win it. If they didn't win it and City like pulled ahead and won it, I would feel I feel really happy because City won it. But the same but I just feel really sad for that Liverpool squad who have worked day in, day out on the training pitch, training as hard as they possibly can, putting their mental strength and their physical strength to the limit. And it's been a phenomenal season for them. But because they've absolutely dominated it, it's not been a fun kind of title race between like two or three teams challenging for that title. Like, uh, after every game, you'd be like, oh, what's the table like now at the top of the table? And it's not really been the best of affairs at the top of the table. But Liverpool deserve to win it, and I can't take it away from them. And, like, the bottom half relegation battle, that's been very intense with, like, Watford, Bournemouth, Aston Villa, even Brighton kind of got torn into it, and West Ham. So... That was very exciting. But in the um, uh, Norwich, Watford, and Bournemouth all went down with West Ham, Brighton, and West, and um, Aston Villa all staying up. So that was that was like very good, very action packed, and I loved it. Um, obviously, Bournemouth are one of my not Bournemouth, sorry, Watford are one of my favourite teams in the Premier League because obviously they got his Milo Sar. He's my favourite of their players. After he's absolutely stopped Liverpool from winning, um, possibly invincible at that period of time, so they can all say they thank you to as well as staff for possibly stopping Liverpool. Um, and obviously the way they play under Nigel, well, the way they did play under Nigel Pearson, um, like he did decently. But I don't think he should have been sacked, to be honest. But this isn't all about Watford. Um, yeah, eight out of ten downgrade just because it's not. It wasn't that fun. Like seeing Liverpool just shoot ahead. Obviously, respects to them. And kind of the mid-table wasn't that challenging. Like who's going to get higher up? And so, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think it's also an 8 out of 10 for me. I'll agree with all your points. The fact that Liverpool dominated the top four, top top two, top three places in the league. And I loved every second watching people play. My downgrades are Aston Villa. They won it at the last second, which was a brilliant thing for me. I, I loved it. I loved just seeing their faces when they uh, stayed up. Of course, I don't. Um, I didn't like Norwich being relegated so early. I think uh, they just didn't perform as well as they should have. But 
mm-hmm. playing this is top flight football in one of the best leagues and if you don't play your best you're going down yeah and they obviously broke the record for the least point which <laughs> i mean it's a, re- a record's a record but but in my opinion eight out of ten beautiful season loved most of the, most of everything it's just a bit boring mid table the top of the table but it's yeah. every in between i loved it Mm-hmm. I think yeah. another factor is just Arsenal in general. Obviously, they picked up that tin can once again. They cut over Chelsea to one. Honestly, I think Chelsea got really unlucky with it. Should have maybe had a few more chances. Obviously, they got unlucky with the injuries. I don't think he should have been sent off, really. Um, I think that play should have been sent off, but it is what it is. But they've just not had a good season. Not like the Arsenal, we remember. Going invincible, placing in the Champions League position, challenging for titles. Like, it's not been a good season for them, obviously. They've been switching, like, in out of managers, you know, Emery, they've got Teta, all that. And it's been a very lacklustre season for them. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Tune in two weeks to hear our next section. On we do a little mini Ballon d'Or ceremony, and we will see you next time. Cheerio. Mm-hmm.